Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking it to you live with the Beckets of the Herald of Steel campaign with the adventure, the lords, and the quest, Vengeance. Our heroes in the last episode had had their last meeting with the Council of the uh, Gnomes and the Halfling, the last stretch of that meeting, and the party had come to a consensus of what they wanted to do to exact some sort of vengeance and reclaim the halls of silver and steel. Did we agree on what that decision was? Which option we're picking? Is it Rusty? Uh, Yeah, Norhill was heavily leaning toward the Rusty. Was anybody in disagreement on that? No, I think Klika was fine with either the Rust or trying to find the Queen. So if that's what Norhill wants, that's fine with Klika. Everybody's in agreement on that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So with that in mind, the party had heard in the last meeting that to get the fancy schmancy rust stuffs, they would need to talk with the high alchemist and go meet with a certain rusty, crusty dragon, uh, some sort of alchemical mistake uh, against a friend. But before they could go make claims about what they plan on doing and head their way on their deadly little adventure, instead they get waylaid by an entirely different dangerous little adventure as one of the halfling riders comes running into the council chambers and screams that the villages outside of the city are currently under attack by strange monsters, metallic beings. Um, And so we pretty much pick up with the whole council kind of getting into rabble rabble mode as they start to prepare themselves and scurry off to different areas within the council chamber as if in preparation or in defensive maneuver, leaving you guys as well as the uh, master of the guild kind of just hanging out and figuring out what to do next. So what would you guys like to do? That rider is still here, by the way. Uh, Norhill will ask the rider, uh, go up to the rider, uh, do the villagers have any defenses? And so he squeaks to you in a sudden state of alarm as if caught off guard in his own little panic. And he says, unfortunately not. He says the villagers outside the city, they're, they're just yeomen. They just have cottages and, and sheep and goats. He's like, they're doing the best they can, but their tactic is defense. They, they just hide underground. That's all they've got. He says, as he kind of looks at each of you and stops for a minute and he pauses and he like takes one step back as if all of a sudden you guys turn out to be a, a few piles of rotten meat or something. He steps back in a look of disgust and he says, wait a minute, 
hold on. And he kind of points to each one of you guys in turn and he says, I, you, wh- how did when you... He, when he you, points to Kleeka, he Kleeka <laughs> says, hi, I'm Kleeka. And he says, how did you... They look just like you. How did each of you... And he starts to kind of look at you guys, his eyes blinking hard and fast, just blink, blink, blink. And he's like, they look just like all of you. They, my God. And he just kind of steps back and runs away, his arms flailing over his head. Okay, that's going to be a major problem. Uh, we, we, <laughs> uh, just he, mean, she... he looks like us as in like, like dwarves and orcs and humans and goblins or looks like us as in just looks like us. I mean, I think the impression was that by looking at each one of you individually, he meant you four specifically rather than like, eh, they're somewhere between three and seven feet tall, body types varying from athletic to a little paunchy, you know, somewhere in the average spectrum of that. It looks like exactly one quarter of them have arthritis. <laughs> Very good. God damn it. So what would you guys like to do now? Uh, Norhill will suggest marching out to the village. Yeah, getting to the bottom of this. Sounds very concerning. So just by knowledge of the region (laughs) in Corydale, there are so many little villages and hamlets and thorps surrounding the area with all these little yeomen on it that to just go running out there and hoping you can find it may be a bit difficult on your own. It's doable, but without proper scouting or some sort of methodology to find out what's going on where, it's going to be kind of tricky. So what's your plan? Catch up to the messenger who was running away? Sure. If somebody wants to try to get the guy's attention somehow. Because at this point, he's freaked out and scrambling away from you guys. Um, Let's see if I have... One second... Uh, Always a good start. Eh, Let's see if I can do something about this. (laughs) As Anton approaches the small man, knock it off. He's like, hey, don't talk to me like that. Ah, yes. Um, I'm going to try to cast calm emotions on him. Damn. Okay. And so with that, all of the people in attendance inside the room upon you casting a spell on this innocent little halfling all kind of step back and give like a goggle-eyed look knowing of your character but still being surprised you'd cast magic in the council chamber like this unannounced but with that the small halfling kind of looks to you again and blinks hard a few more times and he says I'm sorry he says I don't know what came over me I was so afraid and you all look so similar to them each one of you individually, not the average between three and seven feet, in various degrees and 25% arthritis. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that clears that up. <laughs> and you poof, the spell wears off. Where this issue is happening, this sounds like a great concern. The last thing I think we need is looking at the group, more of us running around. Might as well. He says... I'll take you there, and I'll explain on the way. He says, do you have mounts? Um. No. 
in the sense Once. that we've had mounts, <laughs> and I suppose they might still belong to us. So as you guys dart out of there, the rider manages at the stables outside the city to get each and every one of you guys their own particular mount. Uh, Klika could ride with Jarzak if that's what Klika's plan is, or ride on a trained dog as well. Klika's absolutely going to ride on that trained dog. This okay, they're the first they're time we're getting. So, yeah, you're, you're you're not riding with me this time, Cleeks. Uh, uh, okay. They are Great Danes with saddles that are built for like laying upon, so more so to like reduce the uh, you know uh, uh, to increase aerodynamics as you kind of are able to like grab onto holsters by the dog's ribs and sort of lay flat on it as if these things are meant to be like bullets. So with that in mind, the horses don't travel as fast in bursts as the dogs do, but the the uh, rider here manages to keep tandem with you guys. And as he's mounting up all the gear and getting everybody prepped, showing Klika where to put her feet and her hands and everything like that, he mentions, he says, these these things that looked like you, I all I can say is it was dimensions and shapes. They're they're metallic in, in nature. These these things looked like they were made of metal. None of them seemed to truly step on the ground, and and there was one amongst them who looked to be human, but he looked to be in ill spirits, and I don't know. Something terrible is afoot, and if you can bring some sort of end to this, we would all be grateful. Um, as he how, takes How long will of, it take us to get there? He says it won't be too long. Maybe maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops if we, if we go fast. He says, but listen, when I say they looked like you, Something about this is very strange and eerie, and I feel maybe like I'm endangering myself even bringing you close to there. He says, I'm only bringing you specifically because perhaps there's some reason to all of this, but I don't know. I'm going to bring you to the outskirts of the, of the town, and I'm, I'm just going to leave from there. Is that okay? You've got good instincts, but I think that it would be best if you at least try to evacuate as many people as possible. And he says, I'll do the best I can, but I don't know how many are going to be able to be evacuated by the time we get there. And so with that, he straddles up, and the whole party of you guys go darting over the small hills and through the sort of wetland areas, crossing over the lifted areas over by small lowered, like wetland, swampy sort of regions, and darting through low-lying trees and bushes and shrubs out here in the uh, hot summer breeze, you guys managed to, well, I guess I would say it's also thick as like pea soup out here at this time, and it's it's grubby and gross, but it, uh, you know, it is what it is. But the New party England travel... summer! Yeah, right? The party travel a, a very brisk 30 minutes or so before reaching a series of about 20 or so cottages that dart a hillside. And you guys can see that towards the bottom of this hillside is a series of like stone looking ruins. And these ruins look almost like, how do I say it? Like a rectangular O shape that seems to be lifted out of the ground with a couple of different stairwells that lift up to it. The centerpiece seems to be hollowed except for a center platform, which raises. It's about 100 feet long and about 80 feet wide. But this raised platform looks to be of strange, archaic build and design. And it doesn't look like this is like anything but ancient. It's all overgrown with grasses and plants and stuff. But it seems to be sort of like a landmark with which the cottages are all kind of built around. But the most important detail you guys can see at this point is 
smoking buildings and the whole entire village seems to be raised and as the place seems to be in a full panic with screaming shrill little voices the rider seems to be pointing his finger at you guys and saying look over there quick and as he points and you follow his finger you can see that standing upon one of the lifted parts of the ruins is a series of four metallic-looking humanoid-shaped beings, each one glowing with some sort of residual reddish-orangish glow, but they all sort of float a little bit over the uh, ground itself. Each one of them seems to be armed with some sort of a, uh, I don't want to say it, a, a red-hot glowing sword, and they all sort of float there, waiting some sort of command or some sort of direction of some sort. None of them seem to have anything of like a, a living quality to them. Like there's no like, you know, human inside of a suit of armor or anything like that. They all seem to be just strange hodgepodge piles of metal in semblance shapes that seem to match each and every one of your body types and heights and figure and muscularity. And so and amongst them, however, is one single person who seems to... I guess, give me a perception check, because this guy is very far away. Um, I'm just confirming, very... there's only four of those yep. other companies? Yep. And from what it looks like from where you guys are, uh, it looks like they're about 200 or so feet away, tops, and you guys are in the cover of the trees by the hillside. So, what are we going on perception? I think a got a four. Jarzak's got a nine. Oh boy. Did anybody got anything better? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, Anton has a 21. And that's a 13 from Norhill. Okay. So Norhill can tell. Yeah, right. Anton's reading the guy's uh, tag on his shirt. Right, um, I didn't eat my carrots, man. Come on. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and so I. I feel like there's a part of me that thinks Anthony was resisting the urge to talk about the history behind that claim that carrots are good for vision. Is that true, Anthony? Uh, 100%, yeah. You know, I had a feeling. I was like, I could smell it in the air that he was going to make a claim about it. But we'll leave British history uh, to itself. Um, so, uh, yeah, with the, the 13, you can tell this guy looks to be a human. Um, he looks to be kind of elderly, but Anton from here sort of not able to mistake seeing a face that at one point in time, I guess, meant a lot. This looks to be somebody from the Queen's Court. This looks to be the Knight Jaden, the <sighs> head guard who seemed to have been alongside you guys pretty oh, much every fuck. time you'd ever entered the Queen's Court. And God he stands amongst the four of them in the middle, and he looks heavily tattered, bruised, beaten, and he looks to be bound at the wrists with his arms behind his back. And he stands there up on the podium as he gets poked in the back by one of the suits of armor. And he yells out and he says, bring them forward. The four champions of Emeroth. And with a quivering voice coming from a man who at one point in your life seemed to be probably one of the most stoic and strong looking of humans in the kingdom. With a whimpering call, he says, please. Please come forward. It's Jaden. Uh, Norhill will start uh, stepping out. They're calling for us. Anton doesn't even hesitate. He just goes up ahead. 
Oh boy. Getting his shield and his um. I mean, are you to call that thing a lantern? <laughs> I mean, are you guys sure? Like, uh, I would, uh, I wouldn't call us champions. We're more like one of them. Uh, one of them is an ex-champion, so at least the next day. <laughs> hey, we don't talk about that, okay? Be nice, Anton. Not all of us got bushwhacked by the devil, okay? <laughs> Some of us have living trauma. Anyway, all right. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. So what's the plan? Anton and or he'll both jump out. Anton continues power walking towards the uh, stonework. Okay, guess it is us. Let's go. <laughs> so is there any plans? Because this is kind of a kind of a hike. It's about 200 feet away. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start blasting from here. So at- good old reliable Eldritch Blast that 100% does max damage. <laughs> All the yeah. time. After uh, after like the first blast goes by, Norhill's just gonna make himself look like, hey, you know, don't look at him, look at me. You look know, at me. Look play, at me. Playing his weapon against his shield. Actually, before I go shooting off, just I'm gonna ask the group. Just, uh, guys, is it is it blasting time? Do, do you want? We, do you want our friend we, up on that chain up there to die? Uh. They don't yeah, look like they're in the middle of negotiations. That's a good point. They might just kill him. Do, do, do you want to be... Do you want to just fire that off? I think we should get some information first. Alright, alright. He's being we'll, used as a mouthpiece for a reason. We'll go with plan B then, although plan A was great. <laughs> I see. If, it, if you need keep an Eldritch Blast at the ready, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if Anything we do will save our friend's life, but better do everything you can to save life before forsaking it. All right, so the party begins their march down there, leaving Jarzak in the bushes. Or is Jarzak coming along? Uh, Jarzak would come along as well. Okay. So uh, as the party leaves the tree line and starts heading down into the lowest part of this valley over here towards the ruins, upon moving about 60 or so feet from the tree line, getting to about the 140 foot mark from the uh, from the actual raised platform there, uh, you guys see that the four suits of armor there kind of shift and move, keeping Jaden in the middle. And Jaden again gets poked and he says, I have come to send message, word from the Herald of Steel. And he kind of quivers a little bit and he says, the queen has resigned all powers in the city. Alvir has given up all powers and grants them to the Herald of Steel. And with a quivering voice, he kind of shifts a little bit and he says, the kingdom is no more. We bow our heads and join the Herald of Steel in his glorious quest. All hail the Herald of Steel. And what is this Herald's glorious quest? As you shout it <laughs> through the valley. And with that, um, one of the suits of armor pokes him in the back again. And with a yelp, he says, To eliminate all masters, to become supreme in a land without lords. The Herald of Steel wishes 
to parlay with you, to reach peace, perhaps something of an alliance. It would seem that you have similar goals. It doesn't have to be this way. And he gets poked in the back again hard and he kind of falls to a knee and you see him kind of cough and try to catch himself. But without his use of his hands, he just falls forward limp and like smacks his head on the stone of the ground, lets out a breathless like grunt. And one of the suits grabs him with a disembodied hand and pulls him back up to his knees and onto his feet. And he says, the queen offers all support. Please, it doesn't have to be this way. He started this way. Um, And he looks toward the rest of the group. Um, Jaden, do do you want us to help you? And he says, all is lost, Kalika. All is gone. The queen is not as she seemed to be. I ask you now, as time has run short, please join. Do not make this harder than it has to be. Just accept the fate and let this all go easily. And one of them kind of pokes him again in the back and you can see him wince and grimace in the pain. And he says, it doesn't have to be this way. Just accept it. Join him. Please. You guys really need to stop poking him. He doesn't like that. And so with that, one of them lifts up the white hot sword and it gleams in the setting sun's light. And with one swift swing, it beheads Jaden, who falls to the ground dead with a thump. And all four of them slowly draw their blades in the same position and begin to slowly float down from the edge of this rim, flying ghostly as they do without their legs touching the ground at all. Let's roll for initiative, shall we? Anti-muttered Jaden a little prayer as he goes to the death realm, I don't know. I hope everybody caught all those little notes that were going on in there because there were there were a lot of little things happening there. But oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um... <laughs> Just hope he's okay in the afterlife. That's all. <laughs> I, I like how that started. I hope he's okay in the afterlife. I could have been blasting two hundred feet ago. <laughs> well, I mean, you are only a hundred feet away. I mean, one hundred and forty feet away. So I mean, you know. You got time. But, uh, okay. So what do we got for initiatives? Who beat 12? 14. Okay, so... 17. Okay, so... Also 17. Okay, re-roll for the tops. Oh, Hill coming in strong. Three. (laughs) There, that a boy. There he is. (laughs) Oh, he showed up. Nice. Okay, so Klika, Norhill, Jarzak, Anton, and then myself. Okay, so with that, Klika gets top of the round. Which one of the armors beheaded him? Uh, that would be the one that looks most similar to Anton. Oh, <laughs> was that also the one who was poking him a bunch? No, they were kind of all taking turns jabbing okay. at him. Alright, uh, yeah, I'll bonus action, shadow blade, and then uh, dash forward 60 feet. That takes me 80 feet away from them, right? Indeed. Alright. 
Is that all you're going to do? Yeah. That's all I can do. Okie dokie. Gosh, I wish you could see my face right now. Again, my camera's out, so it's like you can't see it, but boy, howdy, do I like how this campaign's enemies have shifted. Anywho, that's not foreboding or evil or anything. Go ahead, Norhill, what you got? Uh, I am going to dash forward 50 feet. Okay. So that leaves you at 90 feet away? Yep. We still have our mounts on uh, yeah, you actually do still have your mounts, but since none of them are going to be battle trained, uh, you guys aren't going to be able to ride them very comfortably into combat. I wouldn't recommend it. It's fine. You can get so, close enough. <laughs> you're just going to ride and then leap off? Yeah. Going to ride around Eldritch Blasting doing four damage for <laughs> several hundred rounds. Fighting well, not all, you know, not all of us broke the game, okay, Ryan? I'm sorry that he does four damage with his regular attack, okay? <laughs> How much movement speed does the horse have? Um, if you were to try to ride the horse up to base contact, you'd be able to get there with the uh, one dash. Yeah, how much does it have, though, like, face? Boy, why are you going to ask me things that I can't get within 30 seconds? Hold on, hold on. Give me three seconds. One, two... 60 feet. Is it 60? I thought it was 70. I, no, I have no clue. I, I was guessing. Well, you know, you why don't we say it's up 70? A number. <laughs> Ooh, it's 60. Look at me go. I'm so smart. Okay, uh, y'all move up 60 to be, like, next to Klika, and I'm a... I'll hop off and cast Eldritch Blast. Okie dokie. Actually, that leaves them 40 feet away from us, right? Uh, that leaves... Wait, what yeah. now? Because they were 100 away total? 140. Oh, 140. Okay, geez, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll Eldritch Blast then. Okay. So at this point, both Cleva and Jarzak are 80 feet away, and Norhill is 90 feet away. I call dibs on fake me. Oh, no, I went for the one that looks like me. Okay. I uh, kind of figured we would all face our officer. 26 to hit and a 25 to hit. This is the greatest Eldritch Blast I've ever had. Here and we so go. with that, Here both we go. Eldritch Blasts, go ahead, roll the damage. Eight and seven. Damn. This is the shit. <laughs> see, what hurts the most about that is as the Eldritch Blasts go flying to hit that one in the face, as it slowly drifts down to the bottom of the stairs, uh, it completely glances off of it and whiffs into nothingness before it touches him. And the metallic version of Jarzak continues his trudging move towards you, unfazed. I knew that spell doesn't work. It's so broken, guys. I'm going to just hit it. Oh, uh, boy. You know, what a great time to have the campaign. You know, and it's like such an easy fix to so many of the issues I had as a dungeon master all in one place. Anywho, so now, uh, did you jump off the horse or are you still sitting on the horse? Yeah, I'll have jumped off it so the horse can just get the fuck out of there. <laughs> what, just stand right behind you before these things come in to eviscerate everybody? Yeah. I take cover behind the horse. Anyway, um... Go ahead, Anton. What you got? Uh, 
I want to, is there any way I can get the group within 30 feet of me? And I just want to cast Blessed on the group. Just so um, everyone has that bonus D4. You got your horse still too. So you can yeah. ride up. If you chose to ride up on your horsey, you'd be uh, within, yeah, 10 feet of everybody. Base yep, contact I wanna, with click on Jarzak. I want to cast Blessed on everyone. So for the next 10, if, if I'm correct, one minute, 10 rounds. For the next 10 rounds, um, everyone gets to add a D4. To their attack roll or their saving throw. Yeah. Uh, and can I get my can I get my um uh, crossbow at the ready? Uh, yeah, I'll say that. Yep. Okay. And I imagine you're off the horsey too. Yeah, I don't think I can shoot on a horse. I'm not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, good old raw doe smelling Anton. He's like the perfect amount of cool. And the clique yeah. smells like pennies, and Anton smells like raw dough. Isn't that the isn't that the rule? <laughs> yeah, our candle collection. <laughs> yeah, right, the candles just just good old burnt candle wicks. Anyway, um, uh, so now it goes to a, your friend and mine, the terrifying metallic beings, uh, who all just make a slow and arduous move over towards you all with blades at the ready. And each one of them in uniform. Kind of funny that one of them is pretty small, like clica-sized, but they all close the distance to being about 20 feet away from Klika, Jarzak, and uh, Anton, leaving Norhill about 30 feet away, double moving as they do. And that's it for their turn. They slowly drift forward, flying as they do, in a way that almost makes you feel like they are very confident, or perhaps these strange metallic beings just do not comprehend fear. They could cast fear. <laughs> Dang it! I thought I could trick you guys into not casting. It's their one weakness. They dissipate in the in a cloud of imagination. So go ahead, Clico. What you got? Do you feel fear? Uh, no. Yeah, Clico will move up into base contact. Are they? Are two of them within five feet of each other? They sure are. All right. Uh, yeah, Clico will move up into base contact. Spend a sorcery point to cast Twin Spell and attack one of them with a Shadow Blade with Booming Blade on it. It's nighttime, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this just got Oh, Ryan. So I'm just going to cut you off real quick and say, as Klika swings in with her little shadow blade, uh, it also dissipates into nothing of value when it gets anywhere close to her little copy. So why don't you just forget that spell real quick, if you could just do that for me. Okay. What about the booming blade part of it? Did that affect it at all? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, nice. Because I crit. So at least I'll still get 2d8. Oh, boy. You know, you guys don't seem as excited as I am to be able to nullify some of the most important things you've got. So that's easily damage to that one, and then I'll roll an attack roll on the other one. And this is with the magic weapon? No, I'm, I twin-spelled, so it's not like I can switch what I was attacking with. But does it need just a random dagger, or do you materialize the shadow blade, and that's what does it? It's the shadow blade. Did the shadow blade disappear? 
Ooh, well, it wouldn't affect it or anybody else out here. So uh, in that case, what we could say is it swapped to your regular dagger so you don't lose a crit if you want to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do... Well, I'm assuming the first one got lost no matter what, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. The Shadow Blade is, from what you can tell just from how it worked on the first one, they are immune to it. Right. No, no, no. I, I get that. But like, and so is just, Shadow Blade its own attack roll? It, yeah, it would be because, well, it's you make the attack roll and put Booming Blade on it. But yeah. Ooh. So then in that case, that would just nullify the whole attack. Okay. So <laughs> is it, it's immune to thunder damage as well? Because I'm assuming even if it's, if it's immune to the damage, if it hit with the attack, it would still do damage it wasn't immune to. Well, yeah, I suppose so. I okay. suppose we could do that for the Booming Blade. Yeah, I'm just sort of locked into Shadow Blade for this turn. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so 27 to hit, and I'll do a D8 of Thunder Damage. And the Thunder Damage is for the Booming Blade, or is the Thunder yeah. Damage for... Yeah, that's off the Booming Blade. Uh, so that's 6 damage to the one next to it. So would, which ones are next to the Klika one? Um, I'll say the Jarzak one. Okay. But doesn't the creature have to move to take the damage from Booming Blade? When it gets to 5th level, it does a D8 uh, when it hits, too. I just kind of assumed that that's the dealio, just because it's such an early level spell. So um, it's 8 damage on the one adjacent? Yeah. Okay, dokie. And then I will use my bonus action to... Let's see. Where is it? Uh, cast... Blink. So I will spend two sorcery points to quicken Blink and cast Blink. Okay. And so with Blink, do you have to roll to see if you phase out this turn? Yeah. Alright, what do we got? Let's find out. And click a poofs out of existence. <laughs> Bye. Oh, no. I rolled a 10. It's on 11 or higher. So Klika stays right there. <laughs> she thinks she poops though she's yeah, like <laughs> stupids anyway so at this point does anybody want to roll an arcane check for me arcana anybody got arcana yeah 15 okay anybody else rolling oh, i don't think okay. anyone else has it so Oh, neat. So, Klika, you can tell just from seeing this being and how it, I don't know, received both the Eldritch Blast and the uh, Shadow Blade, these things, which clearly are constructs from the way that they appear to you, must have been made in a way that they can just negate a certain group of spells. And it seems as if to have that sort of, I don't know, concept of what spells to create i mean uh, which spells to be immune to seems like these things may have been created specifically for you guys if you couldn't tell from the suits being pretty much your exact sizes so they are immune to force and psychic damage at the very least well i didn't say that very specifically it's specific spells that they're immune to but judging from oh, the way okay. that this thing received the force damage, uh, it does seem like it may be just outright immune to force damage as well. But judging from how much you know about it, just from glancing at it, it's hard to say what the other immunities are. 
But looking at how strong the metal is that these things are constructed of, it does look like they have quite a lot of resistance to non-magical attacks. Um, Anton, you might want to try something besides fire spells against these guys, because it seems like they sort of know our whole deal. That's why I brought the crossbow. Hang <laughs> them all again. <laughs> I hope there's a sense of like doom that comes with like the party doing their typical move and all of a sudden everything's completely negated and Cleek is like oh these were tailored to be our coffins made out of metal and they knew exactly what we would do and how and that's why they're immune to it oh well so anywho on that note uh Norhill what is that but is that to a specific thing like is only mine immune to fire or all the immune to fire no well, time to find out I suppose we <laughs> no one's targeted a different one than themselves so <laughs> leave it to no, the I, I, I attacked uh Jarzak with shadow Blade true. for my second attack true uh, enough so they are all about 30 feet away from me uh yep all right, uh, so I'm going to action dash into Norhill's double and activate um, the, the Helm of Steel band. Okay. You want to tell us what that does? Uh, so it needs to make a DC 14 strength save at disadvantage or be knocked prone. Okay. You said at disadvantage? Uh, yep, because um, the dash... It's almost like I wrote it to be very effective. Yeah. Okay, so I got it. I got a ten. Uh, so it falls prone if it if it is indeed capable of falling prone. Okay. So that Norhill runs full speed, bull rushing forward with his head lower to the ground and the horns of the helmet at the ready, slams into the chest of the Norhill sized armor, and it falls to the ground with a thunk, starting to kind of slowly levitate, almost back up a little bit. I'm right, but uh, before it does, I'm going to action surge to attack. Cool. Uh, so is it actually prone? Do I get advantage? You sure do. Uh, Ronnie, can you roll a d4 for me? Yeah. Blessed. You got four extra points. On the attack roll? Right. Yep, uh, so that is a 22 to hit. That's good. Okay, and it is going to be uh, 13 points of magical piercing and lightning damage. Okay, so with that, you do a pretty decent blow to the thing, sundering it like that. Were you going to do your split attack? Uh, yes, of course. Okay, Ronnie, go ahead and win bless. I'm going to hit it again, and that's a crit. Get I take it back, Ronnie. <laughs> All right, what do we got on the damage? Well, Norhill just like one hits this thing. And he's like, what's the problem, everybody? And it's like, All right, Norhill, we get it. For once, you're the goat. So I guess that would make it uh, the greatest of that one time. Um, is the, <laughs> Got static, it. Is the static bonus doubled on a crit? I always forget. Mm, no, I don't think so. You just double the dice, right? Yep. Okay. So that is a total of uh, 27 
points of Jesus damage. Okay, so this thing's already looking like it's crumpling. Like you've managed to crunch the chest piece in pretty well just by hacking that wood as the thing's laying on its back. I love it. Just like the whole party's lobbing spells. Klika does the usual stab and poof method. And then just Norhill comes full on like water boy. Like just <laughs> knocks it on his back and just starts stamping on the trash can. All right. So with that, Not it bad. does look. Lord of the Halls. Uh, can I use whatever leftover movement I had from the dash to go stand next to Klika? Sure, where Klika used to be. And Klika's still there. She didn't vanish. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you I, I, I'm next to Jarzak, I'm assuming. Well, no, Jarzak, have you gone yet? Nope. Oh, okay. no, he's yeah, still no. 20 feet away from the melee. Because, yeah, I'm next to the not Jarzak and not Klika. Yeah. So with that, Norhill could basically five-foot step and be able to Get right next to Klika if that's what you want. Yeah, I just had an extra like 20 feet of movement. Cool. So that's easy enough. Um, I'm thinking about it. Um, well, nah, never mind. I was going to say you could probably get into a flanking thing, but not while this guy's uh, still I, probably. I specifically want to stand within five feet. <laughs> oh, come on. Let me ruin your abilities. All right. No. So that uh, goes to Jarzak now. Okay. Uh, there's no way they can be double immune to Eldritch Blast. Try it again. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> you can't dodge Shadow Blade twice. Nobody dodges it twice. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use my Text Blades curse on Fake Jarzak. <laughs> fake Jarzak gives you the middle finger. Not Zach, as He's been known. Yeah, not Zach, not Hill, yep. Cleek, not Ant, not but yep. <laughs> not Tim. Yeah, Jarzak's Jer gonna move forward <laughs> to attack, and he'll go to reach for his battle axe on his back, and then think twice and just grab his sword. Sweet. We'll even say that you go for like the over the shoulder to swing it down, but instead at the last second you like grab under and go for that samurai strike where you swing up in that one arcing motion instead. You know what I mean? Yep. Anton yeah. of Naughty Wake. <laughs> uh, can no. I get the D4? Hit him with that bless. All about that bless. About that bless. You get one point from the bless. <laughs> uh, 19. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. That was so goddamn close. I feel so bad. No. No. Damn. Ronnie, if you got a two, that would have been it. I'm sorry. That's what the dice did, not me. I know, I know. I'm just saying I'm like, oh, that was painfully close. And so with that, it glances off the armor of not Zach, and it just lets out like a shingling noise. And you look deep within the sort of formless face within, and for a split second, you almost feel like you see a reflection of yourself inside the red swirling mist. They're mm -hmm. laughing at you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, not 20. Da oh, I forgot you get to do that. Yeah. Damn. All right. Yeah, shit. Crit away. Oh, and then does the crit... I can't remember if I had it for the Diamond Edge. That drops its AC by two, doesn't it? I believe so. I would need to look it up. Eh, we'll say it is for now. Perfect. We uh, all crit on our opening attacks, which is pretty cool. 
Is there a little bit of a a little bit of malice behind that comment there, Kalika, about the just fact that four, just eight D eight? I didn't get to roll. <laughs> no big deal. Oh my gosh, it's almost I, like the Herald would have been Steel ten, made an entire fleet. Total. It's almost 20, like he made an, what twenty four damage 20 total. How much? Twenty four damage. Oh shit. Dang, so this one's already gotten smacked a little bit from the uh, thunderclap. So that drops it down quite... uh, Cool. Okay, this one's looking bloodied as well. Dang, son. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah. Okay, Uh, now it goes to Anton, if that's all it for Jarzak. Uh, Yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, as you as you manage to slice through the armor, you can tell by the diamond edge that like it cuts through adamantine steel. Like it, it just slices through it, and you see it like start to splay and, and shred open. And as you do so, you see like a blue ghostly mist kind of sort of phase out of the edge of the blade, and you feel like a strange presence almost behind you, sort of pushing you further onward. So now it goes to Anton. Anton's going to get the anti-Norhill in his sights and try to hit him. <laughs> Not hill. Not hill. So he's prone, so you get advantage. Oh, good. Uh, if you're making a ranged attack, it's disadvantage on prone targets. Oh, I hate to be that guy. Oh, yikes. Never mind. That's okay. I didn't, I didn't hit him anyway. I only got a 13. 13. Yeah. You didn't get a 13. You got a Texas 13. <laughs> 13. Yes. But anyway, I guess that'd be probably more an Alabama 13. But I don't know. Who, you know, who's judging? It, it's a strange part of Amaroth anyway. Yeah. Little Corey Dale. Anyway, um, okay. Is that it for your turn? Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Uh, I might. No, that's it. I can't do it. Roger. All right. So everybody's not form approaches and prepares for a merciless onslaught. Uh, Kleco, what's your armor class? 21. Uh, that attacks at disadvantage. Ooh, nice. So with that, I uh, got a 22 at disadvantage. Kleco will um, cast shield. Dang, son. All right. And then the second swing from the blade comes in with a overhead chop. At disadvantage, only one time or both? Uh, let's see, use a reaction to oppose disadvantage on an attack. Okay. Um, oh, wait, so you get you get help on this. This isn't considered a saving throw, is it? Because it's your. Never mind. No, no, just no, it's not. So, with that, I uh, rolled a whopping nine on the second attack, and thus Kleka seems to be safe as Norhill comes sprinting over as the poof didn't work, and the guy comes in for two chops. Norhill manages to block one of them away and still being disoriented, the second swing goes well over Kleeka's head. Unfortunately, though, the Norhill one... Okay. Okay. So the the Nothill one leaps up from its prone position, floating as if on little jets and slides over beside Norhill and swings in with two chops on him. What's your armor class now? 20. Cool. Uh, both of them fail miserably as it swings in for that. The Jarzak one floats directly over the combat going on before it and slowly drifts down with the blade at the ready and takes a couple of swift chops in at you. What's your armor class? You said at you. Are you talking to Jarzak? 
Yeah, the knob Zach's okay. attacking the... Okay, just the... making sure. Uh, 16. Okay. Okay, so one of them does hit. And it deals the first damage of the freaking round on you nerds. Uh, seven points of damage. Uh, the Anton one goes flinging around wide and comes sprinting in with the sword ready like a spear tip. And what's your armor class? 16. Is that accounting for the fact you don't have a shield bonus? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, 14. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well, with that, I actually managed to hit with a couple single digits. So, with that, it swings in the mighty blade and it deals 10 points of damage as it swoops in at you with a firm stab. Okay. Jinkies. And what was that? Jinkies. Jinkies. <laughs> Yikes, <like> Scoob. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's, it raggy. For, that's it for them on this turn. Okay, so back up to Klika. Okay. Uh, she will dispel Shadow Blade and make uh, get into a flanking position with either Jarzak or Norhill on uh, Kleenot and attack with Flicker. And she's also going to... Do the same thing as last time and spend a sorcery point to twin spell booming blade. Okay. All right, that'll work. What do you got? Twenty-one. That's good. What do we got for damage? I'm rolling it up now. Give me a sec. So that's eight damage total. Actually, did the Jarzak one move? Uh, it did. All right, nice. I'm but the move. Norhill one is within five feet of this one. Yeah, I, I know, but um, he's going to take the but 2d8 the... thunder. Sorry, why did the Jarzak one move? That's why I was confused when you said it attacks you, when you said it floated over the combat, because... I Oh, it I, flew I, to I your other side. Like... Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. so it did move. <laughs> it's a bolt move. <laughs> it, it's going to take another nine damage retroactively just as it dies no, i'm just kidding <laughs> that's how it goes a lot of the times it's just like oh dang it dan forgot what he was doing and ruined his own combat all right so this one's gonna be on not hill since <laughs> no longer in range can i get bless yes. well you have to roll the concentration Four check don't you bless. wait 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 we gotta roll that concentration check isn't I, it I a said 10? I have it because I'm a I'm a I'm a work cast mage. You Let's get an advantage, advantage on it. Isn't it a a ten or uh, yeah, so the damage divided by two if it's higher? Yeah. Cool. So, so roll go two ahead, concentration checks and also give yourself a plus four because the spell's still active while you're making this save. Or I don't. I don't have. Um, I didn't cast. Oh, you didn't upcast it. it. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Second. Uh, uh, come on, let me take things away from you. Sorry, my thing's being really weird. Girl. What thing? My yeah. sheets! <laughs> I'm trying to find everything on the Warcaster. I can't fucking find it. You, you get an advantage just... 
on your constitution save. Yeah, you just roll a con save at advantage. I'm hearing a lot of noises, but not a lot of what you got. 11. That's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So you managed to save it. So the four is still valid on Klika. So what did Klika get on the attack roll? 21. Another 21. Cool. All right. Oh, boy. And then... That's right, so 13 damage on Not Hill. And then I will spend my last two sorcery points and quicken spell Booming Blade to attack uh, Not Clico one more time. Dang. It's going to blow everything because fuck this combat. <laughs> I can't use Shadow Blade. And can I get a. Uh, <laughs> Can I get blessed again? Yep. More points. Damn. Another 21 to hit. Bringing the heat. All right. So, what's the damage? damage on that. <laughs> My favorite words 10 damage total. Dang. Cool. And, and did you say that it was a spell effect that it did? Or what do you mean? What was the spell that you cast for that? Booming. Or uh, Green Flame Blade. Okay, cool. All right, and that's it for you? Uh, yeah, uh, hold on. Let me roll the damage that bounced onto Not Hill, too. One damage. Nice. So Not, not Hill took another one damage out of all that as flames jumped from Not Klika. Um, and then I blink out of existence. Yay. See ya. Thanks right. for advantage, Norhill. Sorry, I couldn't do the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now it goes to Norhill. Okay, uh, so how are not Norhill and not Klico looking? Uh, not Hill is teetering on death, and not Klico looks pretty much just fine. All right, I'm going to take a swing at not Norhill. Cool. Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure that I don't need the bless to hit on a 26. Damn, son. Okay, but that's going to be close to minimum damage. Uh, for eight points of magical piercing and lightning damage. Okay, so as you get a nice backhanded swing and do a quick swing, like a spin around to pike the thing in the side of the head, as you bash it on the side of the head to crumple the helmet right off the top of the armor set here, again, you see almost a reflection of yourself within it, and the thing dissipates into a pile of shining, shimmering adamantine armor flakes all over the ground as it dissipates into a pile of crumpled steel, or adamantine, rather. Uh, Mount Hill is no more. I'm going to turn my extra attack on the Noclica. So we're just going to continue spinning like the Tasmanian Devil? Yep, and uh, can I get that blast? Yeah, um, I'm just making sure. This guy didn't like, steal a part of our souls or some stuff, right? <laughs> so, nor he'll just poofs out of existence. Like, <laughs> like we're not endangering ourselves, like, literally. Like, and you got two wait points, a minute. by the way. It's like, Norhill did no blink. Uh-oh. Right, how much did I get? Two. Two. Uh, okay, that's only going to be 18. Oof. Well, if it was the Jarzak one, you would have hit. But 
Unfortunately not. Okay. So now, uh, if that's it for your turn, uh, goes yep. to Jarzak. Uh, okay, Jarzak's gonna attack. Just square up? Yeah. Cool. All right. And so go ahead and attack. Come on, weak Jarzak. You got nothing. <laughs> Things like, shut up, that ruins my attention. Uh, can I get the bless roll, please? Yes. You might have wasted all our good blesses on me. I, I just need a one. So, okay. Uh, that's a 19. Cool. Okay. okay. okay that's going to be 13 damage. Dang. So this thing's looking like it is teetering as well. Uh, 22 to hit. That's good. And so as you go for that second swing, you see the spectral form of the blade almost like shoot out from the blade's tip to slice the thing as well. Go ahead and roll the damage. Uh, 17 damage. Bam! So as like an extension of the actual blade itself, a shimmering reflection of light beams off and slices it clean in two, and the thing falls to the ground in a, in a spurt of metal as well. And you can see a slight reflection of your torso within as the thing splits and crumples as the thing falls to pieces at the ground. So now the only ones left are the uh, Noughton and Kleeknot. Was that it for Jarzak? Uh, is Anton's right in melee range with her? Yep. Him. Him. Uh, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll go <laughs> move some kind of uh, flanking. Sure, you have all the Anton. movement to do that. Cool. All right. So now it goes to Anton. Um, does it matter if I do a? It doesn't matter if I do an action with the crossbow first and a bonus action of the spell, right? Like if I want to first cast um, Shield of Faith on myself because I'd rather not be an idiot. Uh, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. You can you can do a bonus action before an action if that's what you're asking. Yes. But I will say if you're firing your crossbow, um, I can't remember the light one doesn't need the uh, reload time, does it? Not all crossbows are loading, but all that means is that you can only shoot once per turn, no matter what. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but you will take disadvantage for shooting into base contact, right? And Shield of Faith is going to drop Bless, correct? Oh, that makes sense, because it's concentration, uh, right? Never mind, I'm not dropping Bless. Um, Just pull your shield up, and your lantern up, and, you know, I mean, there's only, bunker there's down. Only- there's Take only, the dodge action. There's only yours and Kleeka's left, and Kleeka disappeared, so it has nothing to attack. Definitely. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> she has to come to the ethereal plane to fight me. <laughs> she, so just my base. Can she just does. She just does. Base contact and shoot, or is that an attack of opportunity on me? You could take the attack of opportunity if you'd like to. Hmm. Army's wondering if I'm better off just switching to the mace. I don't know if I could do that in time. Well, yeah, you can think, think about what Anton would do, though. Free. I don't think Anton's actually really hit anything with the mace, has he? I don't know. We joked uh, about Anton holding it the wrong way. Like, I know he's made attacks with it. I know he has. I mean, the bugle might also be more useful at this point, too. Will it, though? I don't know. I felt it only really worked well with large groups. I don't... <clears throat> what do I know? One second, I'm reading up on it again. I'm sorry, guys. Ronnie! 
<laughs> Hold well, on, I gotta do my research. Yeah, we also don't know if fire doesn't work on them, so you could always use a spell. That's true. I guess green flame blade did hit them, so that is fire. It's true. So don't tell Dan that. Hey. <laughs> Stop. Um, I could do heal his one HP back. <laughs> no, yeah, right. <laughs> it just comes back to life. Like, got to do warding flare. God, I'm not really good at playing this character. Dang um, it, Ronnie. No, I kidding. know. Um, <laughs> no, why don't I take a no, a radiance of the dawn might not be useful at all here. Well, Ronnie, we're going to have to pick something. Actually, no, shit. Hilly will use Radiance of the Dawn because technically nighttime. Uh, so I'll do that. I'll use Trail of Divinity. Bring up my lantern and see if that you know, does anything. For what it's worth, too, the uh, the horn there the, of the Azkabellan Vanguard, you could blow the Valor Charge on it and you could make one target within 60 feet uh, make a free attack. So you could choose as your action to have Jarzak swing because he has the uh, flank on it too. Not to take your turn and give it to Jarzak, but I'm like, the horn would be able to do that. Uh, just as a note. I mean, do obviously okay. what you want to do, but that's just a thing that I... I, don't or you could I give mean, it to that Norhill. honestly might be more useful at this point. That's true. You could give it to Norhill. Because uh, we both have the... F or no... Norhill doesn't have the flank on it. I think it disappeared. Yep. <laughs> did you, Jarzak, did you use your bonus action to move your hex? I... Your new... No. That's... Do you want to do that retroactively? Yeah, go ahead, Jared. Just just no, let no, Ryan that... choose to do it retroactively. That's the spell hex, not the hex blades curse. It's different. I thought they both could bounce. No. Oh. Damn. Nope, nope, nope. It just heals me, so I'm back at full health. Okay. So if I, Anton's if I gonna, kill it. What Anton's going to do, he's going to have his crossbow at the ready, but then take a look at um, the rest of his team around him. Take a look at, if I'm correct, it's Jarzak and reach for the horn instead and give it a little toot toot and basically give him a cue to go do what you got to do. So, because Jarzak fully dashed up to get into a flanking position almost to sneak up on Notton. And so you seeing that blow the horn to give him that extra valorous push to continue forward. So with a toot toot, as it were, the horn lights up with red little veins that illuminate all the little warriors on the side of the horn that are carved in. And Jarzak is filled with a valorous push to continue forward for another attack. His grip just tightens on his blade. And he's like, that shit's my jam. Toot toot. <laughs> Fuck, that's has no business going that hard. <laughs> uh... That's the drop, baby. That's what Jarzak's uh, been waiting for. Toot, toot. Even with Bless, I won't be able to hit. <laughs> Is it the full action or just one attack? Uh, it's just the one attack. Okay. Dang. Well, uh, you still have two charges on it. What was it? Oh, yeah, then I'll do it again. I, I, I rolled a four, and so I got, yeah, 13 <laughs> plus four still wouldn't hit so all right, I'll, I'll wait 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 because you also you have the flank did you do it at an advantage 
that was my highest <laughs> oh no oh i got a two Ooh. and a four. Oh, good all right well with that in mind okay is that What's it for the wording of um that ability on the horn uh the way i have it written uh the horn has two charges per day each use spends a charge uh, regain all charges at sundown. Blowing the horn takes an action. And Valor, which requires one charge, uh, a target within 60 feet may attack. Okay, yeah. And, uh, and also, you know, um, it, the extra attack only works uh, when it's on your turn. So there's that. Fair enough. Okay, so is that it for Anton? Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not going to risk that. I feel like the bus spells would be way too useful. I'm not going to risk that for a shield. I'll, I guess I'll just get my shield ready and not be a fool. <laughs> Fair enough. So with the shield at the ready, uh, the Nautin continues to move forward, dropping its metallic shield by the wayside and holding its blade in both hands as it goes for a couple of downward chops onto Anton, who holds up his shield in what may be a vain effort. What's your defense? What's your AC? 16. So with that, it drops uh, one char- one chop directly onto you for 11 points of damage. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Oops, I did that wrong. 1,100 points of damage. That's the best <laughs> point. It's a nine points of damage. And yeah. on the second swing, it swings in again for 14 points of damage. This guy's got a fucking grudge. What's his deal? <laughs> and I will say, on that second one, you. where it bashes in extra hard and almost breaks your arm from the weight uh, crunching on the shield, you look up underneath the shield that you're holding to protect yourself from these blows, and you see a very aggressive-looking Anton within the red flame of the helmed horror before you, and you see the thing bash twice, and you just see that reflection of your own face in there. For just a split second. It's not nice. Um, do I have to do a concentration again for blast? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this time, oh, yeah, it's still going to be at 10. Can I, um, uh, by the way, just because he just hit me and I remember this now, can I get him to hit back with uh, one second with a warding oh, flare? Mean... Oh, yeah. So roll it at disadvantage. Uh, yeah. So it says when you're attacked by a creature that can be blinded. Within 30 feet, uh, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage. Can it not be blinded? It cannot. I'm glad you said that, though. I would have given it to you, but... It specifically says that in parentheses, it has to be able to be blinded. (laughs) Man, these things were built, huh? (laughs) I also love that Ronnie always talks about, like, the warding flare, but never uses it. And finally, she's like, wait a minute, I can use it. And then it's like, nah, I got no eyeballs, bro. Uh, I got a 15 for my concentration save. Cool. Okay, so Bless still remains, even though your arm is now a pile of mashed potatoes. So uh, then the uh, not Klika storms in on Norhill for a couple of chops. Uh, Storms in on the ethereal plane. (laughs) (laughs) Get over here. Knock, Um, knock, motherfuckers. (laughs) And this one attacks also by dropping its shield. Uh, And this one, what's your armor class, Anthony? 20. Okay, so it manages to get one single hit on you, and it deals seven points. Uh, is it magical damage? <clears throat> um, nope. 
It is not. Okay. And that's it for their turn. Jumping back to Ethereal Klika. <clears throat> All right. Uh, will. Nothing's in base contact where I left anymore, but I can blink back in 10 feet somewhere in a flanking position. <clears throat> Let me know. Yep, you definitely could on the other side of the knot, Klika. I will do that. Okay. Let's make it in. Okay. Uh, nope. Even with Bless, that won't hit. All right, so that's a miss. And that's my turn. Well, Bye-bye. There it goes. All right, Norhill, what you got? And I poof back out of existence. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't. <laughs> Flanking, that's what I got. Damn. I'm going to try to hit not Klika. Norhill's a little salty on that one. <laughs> Look, I'm the child of destiny. You have to understand. How's that shadow blade going? Can I, can I get the roll for Bless? Yeah. It's really good, Dan. Four points. Uh, oh, yeah, that's 21 then. <laughs> cool. All right, rock and roll. All right, and uh, I'm going to turn this one into a disarming attack. Damn, okay. Uh, so that's going to be 17 points of magical piercing and slashing damage, and it needs to make a DC 15 strength save. Damn, I got a six. All right, uh, so it drops its weapon at its feet. Cool. Uh, can I kick the weapon away? Well, I mean, you didn't attack, unless you're going to split your attack and kick it as one of the attacks. Now, nah, I'll, I'll let you push it behind you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then I'm going to take the second attack on it. Okay. And remember, it's not even wearing its shield at this point. Uh, bless, please. Yeah. Sorry. Says Anthony to the priest. Bless, please. Oh, if I had realized it wasn't wearing the shield, I could have gotten it with bless, maybe. Dug it. <laughs> What's the bless? Two. 17? Uh, 17 is not good enough. Okay. Uh, so then, in that case, uh, I'm going to just, you know, look back at Anton real quick. How's he doing? I'm, I'm not doing that well. I could I could definitely get taken down in, like, a hit or two. Oh, you got this. Uh, <laughs> but we have, some, we have some healing potions ready. They're not, that, they're not that bad, Anton. Just stand up and keep fighting. Um, that's going to be a rally. Uh, so as long as Anton can see and hear that. He is going to get eight points of temporary HP. Woo! Yeah. Now, but Anton's blind too. And deaf. Wait, what? <laughs> I used warding flare. I shot you in the face with it. Happy Fourth of July, America. But anyway, yeah, well, a little bit. Um, so is that it? Uh, yep, that is a whole action economy, pretty much. Yeah, go ahead, Jarzak. What you got? Uh, as a bonus action, I'm gonna cast Branding Smite, and then I'm gonna attack. Sweet. All right, and you got the flanks too. Yeah. 
Perfect. Was that a sarcastic perfect? Uh, 21 to hit. <laughs> okay. What do we got for damage? Uh, 26 damage. Holy shit. And it was, uh, what kind of damage was it? Uh, 11 of it was... So, 15 was my weapon, 11 extra was... Uh, radiant damage. Okay, cool. And you said 26? And now it, the target sheds a dim light in a five-foot radius and can't become invisible, just in case. Yeah. You know, in case he pulled that one out of his ass. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're going to attack it twice? Yeah, I'll attack again. Swag. Anton, for the first time, learns to truly appreciate what Jarzak is capable of as the strange metallic horror before him begins to glow radiantly. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> See, I can make light too. It's not all darkness. Uh, 13 damage. It was a 28 to hit. So. Cool. Okay, so yeah, this one's bloodied as well. Very much so. Okay, is that it? Yeah, that's my turn. All right, Anton, what you got for us? All right, I think I'm just going to stick with... Scorching Ray. Scorching... What? I don't think I can use Scorching Ray. I don't think I can use any of that. Yeah, uh, all the Scorching Rays would be a disadvantage. You could use Burning Hands. Wait, wait, oh, that's true. Mm. Well, you could burn Jarzak with Burning Hands. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, but you, know, you can circle Jar- around a little bit. I- I'm at full health. Go for it. <laughs> No, I don't think that's a good idea. No, Anton, you want to hit Jarzak again, right? No. <laughs> that was your I don't chance. think that's a good idea. Oh, no, this was completely unavoidable when you could have just hit five feet. Very good. Nothing bad happened last time you attacked me. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I don't think we want to stop this. Right, okay. the deceiver just shows up like, who hit him again? <laughs> Like I said, I one very specific way that I come to this plane. <laughs> like the protective parent. He <laughs> just shows up in like a hairnet and covered in bubbles. He's like, who the fuck hit Jarzak? <laughs> like, uh-oh. Alright, what are you doing then, Anton? I mean, I was gonna go with the ha- the Horn of Valor again, but I, I just I wonder if the spell will hit, but I don't think, I, I'm afraid I'll use my spell and it'll be a waste of time. Which spell? Uh, burning Hands. Well, you will hit Jarzak. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think I want to do that. So I think I'll just. Um, well, I mean, technically, you, technically, you could move in a direction, rob Jarzak of flank, and get the burning hands on it if you'd like to. Trust no. me, robbing your allies of flank is something that only the best <laughs> characters do. So I highly recommend it. True I mean, winner. Move. Is, that's the path to victory. At least in my situation, I can also just sidestep and then get flank again. Yeah. <laughs> <Norville> can't <laughs> because of the away initiative works. Yeah. No, really, I'll just have, try it. Roll the three. And I'm thinking only for cinematics because. His hand's all messed up. He just saw, like, fucking horror of his anti-self. He just wants to burn it away. He's like, he doesn't like that. Okay. <laughs> like when someone so, smashed a mirror, wants to Anton melt it away. sidesteps quickly and pulls up the lantern, and it's a dexterity saving throw. Um, burning hands? 
Yo. Yes, of a 14. Damn. Okay. Uh, so one thing you notice is as you try to cast a spell on it, it seems to resist quite a bit as the thing tries to kind of steamroll towards you, but it doesn't withstand the uh, the burning intensity of the lantern and Anton's fury. So go ahead and roll that damage. You didn't upcast it, did you? Um, you know, I didn't upcast it, but maybe I should. I think I'm going to do that instead. I do like that you, I do like that when it comes to these spells, you whisper what you're going to do to us about it. (laughs) I might just do that. I'm going to do it. One second. Uh, Oh, fuck. Well, it's either all ones or well that kills it. Alrighty then. Yeah. All right. So yeah. yeah, with the leap to the side using your frail hurt arm and the uh, lantern, you manage to unleash a blast of radiant burning flames and basically somehow manage to like cook the metal and the thing dissipates all that red energy inside. And as you do so, you see the thing fall to its metallic knees before you, and you see the ghostly image of yourself. And it lets out a pained expression before dissipating, and all the metal falls to the ground with a crumpled heap. No, oh, that that Anton didn't like that. That's like the Nega Terminator or some shit. He doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just starts playing the Terminator theme. Do do do. And then Jarzak chops it. Not anyway. awake is no more. <laughs> anti-ton um, okay and so that, that just leaves the anti-clica who swings in at Norhill again for two chops overhead and that is a fumble and a two this combat is coming to a close I see alright clica be both back into existence and end it alright now he's gonna convert a spell slot into some uh, sorcery points <laughs> pop out of existence uh, make an attack, flanking with flicker on not Klika. Uh, 28 hit. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. 12 damage. And I will attack again. There we go. Another 28 to hit. Cool. Nice. Minimum damage. Eight damage. Swag. So that kills it. So go ahead and describe your kill. Clica pops out of existence and stabs the fuck out of not Clica because she's mad as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely tired of this bullshit. (laughs) So with that, she... Pops out back on the uh, not Klika shoulders as as Norhill seems to be like ready to fend it off, and all of a sudden Klika just and just starts stabbing violently at the thing's metallic helmet, <laughs> right in the eye holes over and over again. And so as the thing crumples to a heap and lands to the ground with like a, a metal tang, you hear in the in the tang just so subtly you hear. I'm Klika. <laughs> I scream at the top of my lungs. No, I'm Klika. And so with that, 
the party sits here seeing the burning cottages and seeing the wreckage of everything around them, seeing tons of hobbits have already, or sorry, halflings, sorry, whoa, Tolkien estate. Whoa, um, whoa. All the halflings have left their little homes and have been running up the hillside, but having seen this combat come to a close, seem to be standing at the top of the hillock and looking down over the carnage and slowly kind of moving towards everything that's happening hundreds of feet away. What would you guys like to do at this point? I need to go see our friend's body and make sure I can find somewhere to bury it or something. Okay. So as you go up there and find the beheaded corpse of Jared, I mean, of Jaden. Yeah. Well, sorry, Jared. You know, it had to happen eventually. <laughs> but anyway, you see the beheaded Jaden corpse up there and you can tell that the armor that he's wearing appears to be almost an iron maiden of sorts as if pins and needles on the inside are held pressed against his flesh keeping him sort of you know in in a certain level of proper stance as to not poke himself from exhaustion or anything but more brutal than that i would say uh if you guys would be so kind as to well actually jarzak's the only one who can tell but uh there are infernal runes that have been sort of labeled on his chest and using the infernal runes, you can read that they label him basically as property, and it's sort of a binding kind of hex kind of way to the Queen Alvir. Which is a little uh, strange to be written in infernal, but you know, who am I? Guys, uh, apparently uh, our Queen has some secrets. Oh, and that's what? Are you really going to interrupt my that's where? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. All right. Don't all look at me like that. Okay. I was going to say, and that's where we're going to end it. And he's just like, oh, go ahead. Finish what you're going to say. And that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> well, no. God, I was like, fucking <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Hey everyone, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at ygrognard on Twitter, or you can even send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Don't